0: I'm Rev. David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Many of you will know that on the 9th of November, my dad died suddenly. As you might imagine, it's knocked the stuffing out of me, and I find myself with not a lot to say. Of course, I'm not the only person who is bereaved. Just in our Methodist church community in Arnside, four of our number have died just in the last month. Often as a minister, I am left to choose the Bible reading for funeral services and often I struggle to know which text to choose. This week I've had to choose for my dad's funeral service and you know, it wasn't hard at all. I'm not going to read them to you, but I am going to tell you what they are and why I've chosen them. And if you want, then you can read them for yourself. I'm not doing this as some kind of indulgence, but because I feel the need to remind myself how it is that I frame my life. And it's not just me, is it? It's all of us Jesus followers. Just because we follow Jesus, It doesn't make us immune to the ups and downs of life, the joy and the pain of living in relationship with others. But being a Jesus follower, a Christian, is all about being part of the great story of the people of God, a story that ultimately is a story of hope. The first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through to 9. And it's Isaiah describing heaven to us, a feast of rich food for all peoples, where death is swallowed up forever, and tears are wiped away from all faces. The second text is Psalm 84. Now you all know that I love the Psalms, and this is one of my favourites. It's all about living close to God, and there being space for everyone. God's house is so big that even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself. And finally, I've chosen the story of Jesus and the two disciples on the road to Emmaus from Luke's Gospel, which takes place on the day of the resurrection. Jesus, God, comes alongside the disciples and journeys with them in their despair. And then he invites them to look again at what has and is happening with fresh eyes. And they recognise him in the breaking and sharing of bread. And their lives are transformed. When people close to us die, then we are unsurprisingly deeply saddened. We grieve their loss. But if we can take a step back, if we can grab hold of a Christian perspective, then we see a never-ending banquet, a God that's so big that there's room for every single one of us, and a God who is always by our side through thick and thin, showing us a way through that is ultimately life-giving. So getting back to this Sunday and the Feast of Christ the King, I always ask people the same question. What kind of king? And really, I've given you the answer already. Not a king in a castle who is far away, but a king that loves his people and spends all his time getting close to them. And that's what we're going to be thinking about from next week As we begin to travel through Advent and come to realise just how important it is that God became man. The baby called Emmanuel. God with us. Born in a stable. Vulnerable. A tiny flame that could so easily have been snuffed out. And yet he prevails. He truly is our King. And so to finish my message today, I really am going to indulge myself by reading to you the first seven and a half verses of Psalm 95. Come, let us sing praise to the Lord. Let us shout praises to the rock who saves us. Come and worship him with songs of thanks. Let us sing happy songs of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, the great King, ruling over all other gods. The the deepest caves and the highest mountains belong to him. The ocean is his, he created it. He made the dry land with his own hands. Come, let us bow down and worship him. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. He is our God. And we are the people he cares for, his sheep that walk by his side. That's it for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.